sun is down. Tired of waiting. Negan. I want to talk to Negan. Well, hello there. You are speaking to Negan. But my birth certificate says, Simon, with whom do I have the distinct displeasure of speaking? Maggie. Maggie Ree. The widow. Well then, hello again, Widow Ree. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fan Critical. This evening we're continuing our coverage of The Walking Dead, talking about Season 8, Episode 13, Do Not Send Us Astray, uh, directed by Jeffrey F. January. What a cracking name. Weird. Um, Interesting episode, lots of mixed feedback, I think, both online and between the group here. But first of all... Spoiler warning! There we go, and it's out the way. And this evening I am joined by Len... Hiya. And John. Hello. And I'm your host, Emma. Uh, So first of all, I'd like to get our initial feelings on the episode. And uh, John, I'm going to come to you first. What Uh, did you think about this week's episode of The Walking Dead? Yeah, it was another good one, I think, uh, for the most part. Um, I've got to say, like, about 10 seconds in, I was like, what is this nonsense? (laughs) Uh, and I immediately messaged you. Yeah, you did message me. <laughs> I said, me, yeah. what, what is going on here? I, or, already I'm angry. What is this um, nonsense? But that turned out to, and uh, again, it was a recurring thing in the episode, this nonsense character uh, and Morgan's... Psychotic break? Delusions. Yeah, or delusions, yeah. But, I mean, they are simplifying it massively. Yeah, I think... It's almost insulting. I think the writer's a bit delusional, mate. Well, (laughs) simplifying, but also really complicating it because I'm not sure that we really had any idea what was meant by Gavin's uh, delusional mutterings. Yeah. yeah. Or rather, Morgan's delusional Gavin's mutterings. We'll we'll come on to it. We'll come on to it. Yeah, we'll talk about that in more detail. But overall, um, I could see how... Uh, some people wouldn't like the episode. Uh, you have to remember, I I love zombie films. And yeah. For the most part, um, the stuff in this is just silly. It is very silly. Love the silliness. Um, and we'll talk about the silliness because uh, it is very silly and silly. Um, but I loved all that. It was yeah. just shit, but a good kind of shit. Yeah, good shit. B-movie shit. That's what I want. Who doesn't love a bit of B-movie shit? Len, what about you? Yeah, I'll just echo John's thoughts. I mean, this show needs to embrace its B-movie-ness because it, it, let's face it, when it tries to be super serious, it doesn't really hit the same Mm. high high notes that other amazing dramatic shows hit. You know, it doesn't have the the correct writing staff or directing talent or show-running talent to do that. But what it does do very well... Is zombie set pieces, you know, if it yeah. focuses on that <laughs> and it focuses just, you know, being a sort of more B-movie type thing where we do just care about the characters more so than all these massive grand themes that they, you know, keep trying to hammer home every season, um, I think the show will flourish. I think it will find an audience again. The uh, the zombie set pieces. He's given being paid that, by Gimple. But no, but given that we've just been talking about the Football World Cup, yeah. <laughs> now I'm just imagining, I mean, England are inept anyway, but... Yeah. 
Now I'm just imagining Wait, them as like some sort of zombie set piece specialists. Well, Gareth just... Southgate's training the boys in well, the new, yeah, new methods. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. straight over my head. This. Um... Well, and straight over the head of some of our England defenders. Yeah. But we'll talk Excellent. about them uh, closer to the World Cup. Yeah. I I like this episode, but I kind of I felt like it was cliched but fun. Um, but it did. It actually moved the plot along, which was was pretty good. I quite enjoyed that, mm. and. Um, I, lo- I thought Maggie was really good and my second favourite part of the episode was Daryl on a motorbike with a mounted machine gun. That was cool, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, decent. Um, bit risky. A little bit. But, you thinking? Know, he, he nailed it. Um, he nailed it completely. <laughs> Fair play to him. Okay, so overall we all enjoyed it for yeah. various different reasons. Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, which is good. I like that. Let's put it it's this an, way. It's, it's better start. than it's better than Gabe and Carson shit boring Jesus. adventure episode. At least this episode, if it's silly, you know, stuff was going going on, fun action. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the sort of action we want to see. Zombie zombie Plot stuff. Progression, yeah. you know. Action. Guts. Yeah. Eating. Eating, loads of eating. Like eating people, not yeah, just yeah, eating. Yeah, well, obviously. You know? Well, yeah. apart from the turnip. Why are you eating them guts? I will talk about the turnip later on. So it's a bit difficult this week to split it into defined sections for us to talk about, but I've managed it, shockingly. Um, we've well, it can't have been that difficult then. Yeah. I would like to talk initially about Morgan and his visions of Gavin, the uh, saviour <laughs> murdered by homicidal Henry. Rubbish. Why are we seeing him again? I have no idea what this shit is all about. Len, like what? Well, look... We know Morgan's mental. We know he's gone psychotic break clear he's, mode again. We've talked about he's just how... He's having a hard time. He's, he's not well, mental. Yeah, and he tried to do the right thing the other week by telling um, hom- homicidal Henry, as we call him, uh, that, you know, he, he Gavin was the one that killed his brother. So, he, you know, he was doing kind of the right things. Yeah. Clearly didn't uh, work, did it? Well, it didn't work. We'll come on to that later. But why do we need to see Gavin again? I mean, do you know what? I've always thought, like, if you want a really powerful image, and this is a bit of a throwback, you know... Morgan, like, seeing his family, like a delusional yeah. break where he's seen his, his, you know, season one stuff we're talking about. We haven't seen his characters for a while. His but you would, know who, you would know who they are, right? If they just appeared. Like, you would know his little son and his wife. Why is he not he, seeing them? Like that? you can't bring the kid back because he'd be, like, 16. Yeah, we just point. get another kid. No, I wouldn't like that. I'm, I'm just saying, but fuck, why Gavin? Fuck Gavin. No, because if they just... Well, yeah, that I, I do agree with. And I think if it was... If this was done in the comics, I'd imagine it would just be son. Because yeah. you just draw the sun. Um, that's, how, that's, how <laughs> that's, how, that's how it works. That's how, I think that's how it works. Um, and when I say the sun, I mean he's sun. Not, Obviously. Not the sun. So yeah. I'm that just does look the same. saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Like, why do we need to see him again? That I, was just shit. It's an entirely fair point, And I think um, it, there's obviously a reasoning behind it from the writers. Um, there are a couple of things that Gavin, I can't say his name <clears> normally. Gavin says uh, throughout the repetition of his appearance in this episode. Um, so the first thing he says is, you are supposed to, and then Morgan loses shit. Mm. And then he keeps repeating, you know what it is? And I cannot for the life of me work out what the hell he's referring to. Uh, Joe, have you got like, any ideas? Or? I think the first line he's obviously, to, you were supposed to kill me, not the kid. That's, yeah. pro- that's probably what I'll yeah. go for on that. Okay. Um, but you never know. The writers are so fucking stupid at times. I don't know. Some probably pretentious thing. The second thing sounds extremely pretentious, and uh, we didn't even get a payoff from it in this episode. So there was a part of me that thought I'd quite like to have seen him see more dead people that he was responsible for. So we talked about his wife and his son. You know, not that yeah. he's necessarily yeah. wholly responsible. Part. What about the guy with the goat? 
Yeah, I can't remember his name, but that's... The goat was called Tabitha, so I remember the goat's name. To be honest, Tabitha would have done. He could have come back, that would have been good. Did anyone do yeah, a goat noise? exactly. Nah. There you go, it's Tabitha. Yeah, yeah. That would have been great. Yeah, they zombie do that Tabitha. Well, I think. They yeah. do, they, they scream, screaming yeah. goats. Um, <laughs> so all in all, a little bit odd, that whole uh, that whole bit that kind of... Shit. Yeah, bit shit. The worst part of the episode, easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easily worst part. The fact that it kept popping up throughout, kind yeah. of kept spoiling it for well, me. Well, it's good because we got it out of the way, so now Spoiler. we can talk. We can talk about good stuff now. Yeah, yeah we can. True, yeah. So, um, so let's talk about the the initial savior attack. Um, so we, we finally get the realization of the Walker blood poisoning actually in action. We've been talking about this for episodes now, maybe only two or three, but it feels a while <clears> since <throat> Negan first brought up the idea with Eugene of you know dipping the weapons in zombie guts and infecting people so that they could join the club so simon dwight and the rest of the saviors finally turn up outside the hilltop um after a few moments of seeing everyone inside waiting for them to arrive thinking it's safe and then boom there they are um boom boom and um and then things sort of take a bit of a relatively slow start and then it then it all kicks off mm. um Talk as far through the battle between the saviors and the hilltop as you guys like, but Len, how did you feel about this finally coming to pass? Yeah, happy with the attack on um, attack on hilltop. I mean, there's a part of me that's a bit annoyed that Negan's not there and they've found a way to draw this out further than it needs to go. Um, in the comics, you know, there are a lot of similarities in this battle. This battle does happen. Um and it's quite similar, actually, in terms of the plan with the walker guts and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but Negan is there, and it's Negan and Dwight. You know, Simon doesn't exist in the comics. Spoiler warning! Oh, oh shit, what? Uh, Simon doesn't exist in the comics. So um, so it's Negan and, and, and Dwight. And, you know, pretty much it plays out sort of like it does in the, in, in the comics. I mean, they, okay. they assault they assault the hilltop, the, you know, the Alexandrians and the hilltop and the kingdom have this plan, mm. which is pretty much the same in the comics and they they effectively deal with the assault and push push the saviors back out of the hilltop once they get through um but i liked it i mean look visually it looked quite cool mm. like this assault on this giant mansion mm. which i really like that's quite like <clears throat> night of the living dead sort of stuff which we'll come on to later yeah, it, yeah. which we'll come on to later with that and um just the use of like the car headlights was great yeah, simon's I really like dialogue that. great uh you know dwight's sort of compromising position that he's put in in this episode also mm. great so yeah i really liked it so i want to talk about simon and dwight a bit more uh, as we get a bit further on but um yeah i mean len you mentioned there about the the headlights and the use of light and dark and, and the attack being at night i really like that i mean some of it was a bit bloody corny but oh, some it of it worked. Was, was awful i no, mean but it worked like, i really enjoyed it <clears throat> so i guess uh <laughs> so one thing you've got uh and look, maybe just it exposes Simon as this kind of bloodthirsty maniac. Uh, yeah, psychopath. Psych- psychopath. Yeah, where he turns around and is just like, "Yeah, well, fuck those guys in there. They're weak anyway. So why would you say that? Why would you potentially turn thirty or thirty-five of their men that are in there mm. into soldiers for another group? That makes yeah. no sense. Yeah, yeah. that's silly." Um, it was unnecessary. <clears throat> yeah, but it was just like, I mean, what, what's the, there's no thought process behind it. And then you've got the bit where they kind of just walk in yeah. <laughs> with no cover whatsoever, yeah. just stand in the middle of this kind of green area outside the mansion. Oh, but they are behind the bus. 
no, for they about weren't. five no, seconds. They weren't. No, they yeah, weren't. They literally oh, just before, walked talking about before, out yeah. where they thought everyone was gone. Yeah. Uh, and then like the lights come on and they start shooting and he's like oh everyone run away again yeah let's so my, start again it's like why they'd all be dead my yeah. biggest bugbear about this is that Simon is right at the front of that group and the fact that nobody shot Simon I mean, in that moment just... it doesn't even look like anyone dies at that at that stage oh no they do they do lose but, quite but a few they do. yeah but, I mean they do eventually but like it's just stupid I mean, it's stupid but but on par with. Negan walking out in front of all these people and no yeah. one can get a shot off on him. Like, don't come on. Like, I think he's not got this far um, in the zombie apocalypse by making very bad decisions strategically. Yeah, just walking in front of a house that potentially has fifty people or whatever with guns. Like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. I think this is just supposed to highlight how terrible a leader Simon would be because he doesn't really think mm. things through tactically whereas Negan has a bit of tactics about him Rick has a bit of tactics about him <clears throat> Maggie has lots of tactic, tactical uh, stuff and then um, it just goes to highlight how weak a leader he would actually be and that his sole motivation is to kill people yeah. uh, you know he does, he's got no morals yeah. like you're not gonna he, you know he'll just kill anyone that's basically what it's trying to highlight mm. and, and that's the sort of difference with Negan is he Negan fully believes that he's doing the right thing just killing a certain amount of people and not slaughtering everyone yeah so for Simon those 36 prisoners they are fucking dead weight to him because he, he like we mm. said he's a sociopath he's a psychopath he doesn't really think about people as uh, emotional which beings is, and stuff you know which is which is fine but he's got to at least have something about him yeah like he just gets totally exposed in this whole thing yeah um and every every decision he seems to make is a bad one. Yeah, um, I agree with you. It's, it's, it, it, yeah, yeah, I think it's just there to highlight his his inadequacies compared yeah, yeah, to yeah. Negan. Yeah, which which I I accept. I just think overly so. And it's yeah. interesting because actually, what it highlights is that on the <clears> face <throat> of it, he can act very much like Negan. He can give it all of that. He can put on the show. But he doesn't have the brains behind the operation. I thought, uh, yeah, I mean, but the argument is he's not putting on a show. That's just him. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe that's when Negan learnt it. Mm, maybe. Who maybe. knows? Who knows? Um, so, in amongst all of this, we finally get a uh, we get a tirade of arrows heading into the hilltop, which is finally the you know Walker guts poisoned weapons going yep. in. And I don't know about you guys, I wasn't really sure if I believed that this was going to work, um, uh, but clearly, as we see in the rest of the episode, it does. Um, how do you feel about that? Well, it's a contentious part in the comics and it's a contentious part in the show. I mean, you know, come on. These guys have been covering themselves with zombie guts since season one, episode two, or whatever it was when they yeah. used it to escape, you know, the city of yeah. Atlanta. They've done it multiple times. Are you telling me that, and this is the problem with it in the comic as well, when it has got a lot of backlash, um, when it first happened in the comic, it was the same thing. People going, this doesn't make any sense because yeah. you're telling me that in this world where you're getting cuts and scrays and grazes all the time yeah. like literally you're constantly in the wars literally in the wars mm. that when you cover yourself in zombie guts a bit of that isn't just going to get in a little you could have a little cut on your finger it yeah. gets in it dead like so do you know what i mean it's yeah. interesting that actually this is the same argument for comic readers and tv show watchers yeah or the same frustration that it doesn't make any sense but in a way i find that a little bit comforting that it's not just the TV show going a little bit rogue and making shit up. It's actually, this is where, this is where the comics went to. So at least we're aligning with that. 
And especially an all-out war. Yeah, you got look. Once they had, I was very excited when they did the plan because yeah, there's some amazing stuff which we'll talk about later. Which you know where this could have gone, and it still does some pretty cool stuff. I mean, like look, even if it is a bit stupid, it does allow for one of my more. You know, one of the zombie things that I actually quite like the idea of more is this sort of like everyone sleeping, thinking they're safe, and then later on all hell breaks loose. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really love that, even though it's stupid, and we'll come on to it later. But it it allowed this cool sequence to happen. Yeah. So yeah. for that, I'll let it go. Mm. Um, Tobin's he is Tobin, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it is Tobin. Tobin. I mean, <clears throat> Toby Tobes. His cut was like brutal. It's in his heart. Like it looked oh, like it's kind of like right he's dead sternum, anyway. Surely, it? like. I don't know if they, I don't know if they conveyed it with him as well as they could have done, because like when he was first cut, I was like, well, he's he's dead anyway. He's just gonna die outside. Like the amount of blood that he had gushing out of him, I was like, Jesus, man. Yeah. Um. So that was weird. I, I don't know why they decided to do that. Well, we'll come on to an interesting thing later, um, which I think we should all discuss, which is just you know what to do in a zombie apocalypse. Your basic rules. <laughs> Your basic rules, and we'll talk about it later. It's like you know, if that's a whole other podcast. No, well, you know, if, zombie apocalypse. If someone's injured in the infirmary and in a bad way, shoot them. Mm. You fucking tie them down because yeah. you know that everyone that dies comes back. Yeah. To be honest, I'd shoot them. You know, but we'll get onto that later. But you know, that's just one hundred and one um, zombie shit. Yeah. Well, agree. So, there's only one other part of this initial kind of savior attack that I want to talk about, and it's um, and we're going to talk about them specifically in a bit more detail in a bit. But um, Dwight and Simon, and then Tara being shot. So that particular set of scenes where Simon and Dwight are creeping on through and you know Simon clearly thinks Dwight's on his side they spot Tara Simon goes to shoot her then Dwight decides to do that yeah Simon goes to hatchet her he's got a hatchet in his hand I think yeah like Rick's sort of hatchet yeah um, and he uh, goes for it and and Dwight takes over and goes no you know what I'll do it I'll do it I'll shoot in the elbow or the forearm or whatever it is yeah um, obviously we know you know what what else happens in the rest of the episode but yeah. how do you think that that went down do you think that was necessary yes yeah you need to have at least a character that we actually sort of care about getting hit by some of this you know potential walker gut stuff or at least be put in the position where they might have been hit by this walker gut stuff mm-hmm. i mean look Tobin, yeah, he's been in the background of a lot of scenes and he was carrying Judith last week or whatever the fuck he was doing, you know. Was he? And, yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's, he obviously has a bit of a connection with Carol, but that was back in season five. You know oh, what I mean? Was it really season yeah, five? Yeah, like ages ago. Shit, that goes fast. You know, so I think we needed someone with a bit of, you know, that we care more about to be here. You know, I think, I just think it's, it, they could have done so much more with this and we'll talk about it in a bit if you want with the comic stuff but yeah I do want to talk about that in a little while but even if someone like Daryl was hit with it mm. fucking hell the fandom at the moment might be going fucking nuts so you'd, you'd almost have to end on that though yeah you, you couldn't have it happen that early in the episode no because everyone would just be like oh my god yeah John did you ever think that Tara was in danger well no but that only because of certain knowledge okay annoyingly um, you're not alone so um <laughs> is that in conjunction with what I've just said or just in general <laughs> <X-Files>. you're <laughs> um, okay well look let's let's come back to that in a bit more detail a bit later on because there's you know some other stuff to talk about before we really go into the meaning and the, the impact or lack thereof of this particular scene mm. 
Sorry to interrupt your enjoyment of this fan-critical podcast. Uh, If you're having a good time listening to us discuss the current episode of The Walking Dead, then please do subscribe to our other podcast content uh, either on our website, fancritical.com, through iTunes or any other major podcast app. We're also available on Instagram, fan underscore critical, or on Twitter at fancriticalpod. We really hope that you enjoy the rest of our content around TV and film. And for now, back to the podcast. I want to talk a little bit about Rick. So we see Rick... Rick. Um, We see Rick interacting with a number of different characters throughout the episode in a lot of different ways. We get Psycho Rick coming back in when the Saviour's first attack. We get Rick and Michonne. We get Rick and Sadiq. We get Rick and Maggie. Yep. Um, and that, that happens just after the attack, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and some really, some really mixed uh, reactions from him and from everybody else. Um, Len, how did you feel about Rick's attitude and uh, position in this episode? Because he wasn't in it that much. Well, he's not in. I mean, this is Maggie's show. It's her. It's her. <clears throat> it's her community. She's. She, you know, Rick and. Uh, the Alexandrians and everyone from the kingdom are like refugees at the moment. You know, they're just all like sheltering there and taking heart. You know, that's their last stand. Yeah. So they've got, Rick's got to do what Maggie wants to do. Obviously Maggie looks towards Rick as like this amazing leader because she's learned everything from him and from Glenn and stuff. Um, And all these other people at Herschel in her life. But, um, you know, Rick is still psychotic Rick. I was surprised that he was just back there. It was quite cool because we didn't know, we never saw him return after the battle with Negan. But it was quite cool, like, when they all bust through the gates, um, like Nick's, uh, Nick. Oh my God, Nick's here! um, I called him Nick last week. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Rick Rick just busts through (laughs) with, like, an AK-47 and, like, leads this charge against them as they broke through the gate. And it was really cool. It was like, oh, cool, Rick's here. And it's like, and there's there's a couple of moments in it where... Like he's just going hand to hand combat with these guys, yeah. and like last week you said, it's nice to finally see Rick not get the shit kicked out of him. That seems to be what happens to him all the time. Yeah, but, it is. but um, yeah, but like it was wicked to see him. Literally, these guys were coming up to him one by one, which is you know whatever B movie stuff. We love That's it. How it works and more. Yeah, and he's just absolutely annihilating him. It's like three in a row, and I was yeah. like, yes, Rick, this is awesome. This mm. is this is why he's like just when he's on it, he's absolutely on it. Yeah. So I loved it. I loved everything about it. Um, John, what did you think about the scene, like the scene in the room in the hilltop after the attack with Rick and Michonne? What the turnip nonsense? Yeah, the turnip nonsense. I was just like, come I on, I saved you a turnip. It's like sexy apple. Do you remember but, sexy apple gate? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just the writers just can't help it's themselves. Just dull. Like that, that whole thing, I was just like, I'll be honest, I'd have gone, why'd you bother? Saving me a turnip. It's a turnip. It's raw. That's all they're eating these days. They're on rations, mate. Mm. I'd rather eat grass. What are you, a fucking horse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am actually, and you've got a problem with that. Um, no, genuinely, what did you think about that interaction? Because it was. I didn't like it. I, I found it really awkward. No, yeah, but I think that is a. I think it's important at the moment because obviously Rick and Michonne are like family now and I understand like the need for it because... yeah, they, they need to talk about what happened to Carl it's yeah. just there's no time for it to happen because of the battle and yeah. everything that's gone on and she knows that Rick is clearly in psycho mode mm. um, <clears throat> and she's trying to break down da- she's trying to break down the, these barriers that he's put up mm. like whilst as as he's tearing down the wooden barriers from the windows but like ooh, but like Whoa. They need Message. to have a chat, and I'm, I worry for them in the future. Actually, I do have. A oh, li- I'm not that worried. I hope. I hope they obviously stay together, but I just. I just. I don't really care. You know. Um, 
Yeah, uh, but but I understand the, the balance between like if you just had Rick reacting um, to Sadiq in the way that he does, it's kind of like, well, he just doesn't like Sadiq. Yeah. Um, or at least he assigns uh, a, a large portion of uh, the blame on Sadiq for for Kyle getting um, getting bit. But that scene in in general, I was kind of just like, this isn't this isn't going to do anything for the plot. It's just another like awkward scene, and it's just like mm. fucking turnip. Like no, just get on with it. I, it just annoyed me. I didn't think it was necessary. I understand the balance. And, and like you said, yeah, okay, it balances out him not just being a knob to Sadiq. Um, but I just felt like it was a bit bloody pointless. I, d- I didn't feel like it needed to happen. Um, and it annoyed me a little bit, mainly because of the turnip thing. Mm. And I, no, you know, the rest of it, great. That bit, not so great. It's yeah. a shame because um, Dana Guerrero is fantastic, but that was... Yeah, not going to go at her. No, I mean, she got terrible line, but it wasn't her fault. Um, I'm not happy with this turnip scene. Um, no, she just, you know... She's does really a job she delivered it beautifully, professional. but stupid. Absolutely professional, yeah. Um, well, there's plenty <clears> of other <throat> things that we can come back to about Rick, and I know that Len is gagging to talk about one particular thing, but there's something else that I want to discuss. Foaming at the mouth! <laughs> he is. a probably called an ambulance or something, to be honest. Um, let's talk about Dwight and Simon. We touched on that a little bit earlier. Oh! Um, <laughs> And now let's touch on it some more. Oh, hey. God. Okay, so two questions here. How did you feel about the Simon and Dwight uh, duo in this episode? And how does it compare to Dwight and whoever it might be in the comics in a similar kind of scene in All Out War? Negi. So it's uh, Dwight and Negan in the comics. And, and you know, the, the situation is pretty much exactly the same. Negan and Simon in the showcase both believe that Dwight is their man. Um, and <laughs> well, not in that respect, John. I know what you're thinking. Um, but, That's right. That's good. But they they both fully trust him, like, and you know, don't think that he's like double crossed him in any way, shape, or form. Obviously, we know that he's you know quite loyal to Rick at this point. Yeah. So it does create this interesting um, situation with the attack because you know Rick's got an ace in the hole, as it were. He's got you know he's got yeah. some, something behind his. Something else. Oh god, <laughs> he's got he's he's got a secret weapon. <laughs> um, but so yeah, so very similar. So Simon and Dwight are plodding through the outskirts of the hilltop in the dark, and um, why doesn't Dwight just kill Simon? Uh, I mean, very good question. It's a very good question because he's alone with him. He's alone with him a lot he in this episode. Definitely should have killed him. Um, maybe scared. Maybe scared. I mean, he's his head must be swimming with different ideas at the moment. Like, what is going on? Is Negan still alive? Is he coming back? How do I help Rick's group in this situation? Mm. You know, um, I don't want Simon to kill me. I don't want to die. God, I miss Sherry. All of these things, you know, he's going through his head. So Fucking hell, that was mental. Yeah, that's probably what's going through his head, mate. I'm traumatised mm. now. Yeah. Should I mean, I was, we get all of that, but also, that cigarette, yeah. it, was a, it was a great opportunity for him to really prove his allegiance and you know quite potentially he has already done that yeah um but i i was actually i was sitting in, on my sofa last night shouting at the telly just fucking kill him dwight kill him mm. shoot him in the head stab yeah. him anything yeah. like you know <laughs> both all yeah. at once um john what about you do you think he should have done no no um well no i mean like okay so should he have done yes but it's a TV show. It's a TV show, and uh, to be honest, uh, n- uh, not at one stage did 
did I think, oh, just kill him, man. Yeah, because we all know what we want to happen to Simon. Let's be honest. I mean, they've set set it up beautifully that he's getting Lucille'd Mm. without a shadow of a doubt. A charred Lucille is going to maybe draw her last breath bashing his brains in for the for the mistakes that he did killing all of the trash people i'll be honest i don't want to see lucille go that way well neither do i but i think how well, you know you know we've uh well look, let's not skip ahead to next week's preview yeah but you know, there's, yeah. there's a part of next week's preview that suggests that certain things won't go that way mm. that's what i'm saying um so now we're here and we've kind of got to this point. I want to talk about uh, Dwight shooting Tara with an arrow instead of uh, her being axed by Simon. Um, I do believe that in the comics, the person who's hit by one of Dwight's arrows, which I think we can all assume are not poisoned with zombie guts, is somebody else. Yes. yes Len, is. can you tell us some more about this, well, please? Well, John can actually say this, because yeah. unfortunately... <clears throat> unfortunately have you got already? You know, he yeah, started no. reading the comics, but unfortunately, this is the problem when you have to do a podcast about uh, a, a show that you, you know, watch. But, uh, right, you're, okay. you're open to spoiler, spoiler attacks. Spo- spoiler warning! Go but, on, John, you take it. Yeah, but we will only ever spoil stuff that is up to the point of yes. the episode. So when we talk about the comics, uh, we, we we try not to spoil anything that's going to happen in the future. We only ever talk Absolutely about not, yeah. where the comics are at at the same point and do a comparison. Correct. Because, you know, and, and we're safely, I think, assuming now that, that you know, they're not going to shoot another character with zombie guts because that just would be bad television at this point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, they could do it. No. Um, but um, so, John, you take it. Yeah. So we're not going to spoil anything about Robot World or anything like that. No, what annoys me is that I, I read a review uh, of one of the episodes a couple of episodes ago. Yeah. And they said, oh, um, this explains the the Bloodshot Rick thing because in the comics, it's, uh, it's Rick that gets hit. With the arrow. With the arrow. And, you know, that is... No, now I know you said about end the episode on that moment. There's an amazing panel in the comic where it's 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 Negan and Dwight and the saviors are assaulting uh, Hilltop. They break through the gates and there's a massive firefight that's going on. Bow and arrows are flying from both sides because they don't have much ammo at this point. Um, there are there's still gunfire, but uh, Negan says take. The sh- <clears throat> Negan doesn't have a bow and arrow. He's got Lucille um, and his big knife. Ooh. and uh, he says to Dwight Dwight take the shot hit Rick inside um, because he doesn't want to kill Rick he actually wants to turn him into a zombie Yeah, because that is a far more effective scare tactic yeah. for him um, and Dwight takes the shot at this point in the comic and also you know it could have happened in the show you don't know and we still don't know about Tara you don't know that the his bow and arrows don't have zombie guts on them. Yeah. So you're thinking, fuck Dwight, you absolute fucker. You've, you've turned on Rick and you've absolutely fucked him over. And then later on, when you see everyone turns, you know, um, you've turned on Rick to turn yeah, Rick. Yeah. So but it turns out, it turns out, but it, so imagine it's another thing where I think the show, yeah, they've taken the route they've taken and they've gone with the character they've gone with. And like I said, they had to go with someone that we sort of care about. Yeah. I think it could have had higher stakes. I think if it had been Michonne, I think if it had been Rick, I think if it had been Daryl, I just think there's a bit more jeopardy with it. No offense to Tara. I know there's a lot of Tara fans out there and that's, you know, fair enough, but she's been a bit of a, 
misused character for the last season or two mm. now. Um, I, and I just think they could have done so much more if it was Rick. I have a theory. Ooh. Ooh. Now, I think a lot of this is based on them losing viewers. And if you go back to um, a lot of the points where they've frustrated and lost a lot of their viewership, it's due to the fake-outs. Glenn dumpster fire. So, Glenn at the dumpster. Yeah. Um, the bat, not not using the bat at the end of season six. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shooting um, Daryl in the shoulder. Yeah. So, the end of the episode is Dwight sneaks up on Daryl and just shoots him in the back. Blood flies up to the screen. It's like you have no idea. What's oh happened. my god! And it's mm. like, why is he shot him in the arm? Yeah, like, this is silly. Yeah, too many fake outs. No, and that is why they lost a load of viewers. And you're right. And you know, the only people they've got. So to... I genuinely think they yeah. bottled it. Yeah, they thought well... that like, they wanted that storyline. Yeah, but they're not going to get hammered for faking out Tara's death. No, if they so did it with think... a Daryl again. Yeah, or yeah. a Maggie. Yeah, um, which would be like doing it with Glenn. Yeah. Um. And you know, like they're not going to kill off Rick. Yeah. Um. Well. I, I, so I think they bottled it. Yeah. Genuinely. And and that's a very good point, and it is a reason they lost a lot of fans, and you know they've only got themselves to blame because all of that fucking bollocks that you just mentioned never happened in the comics. You know. Yeah. You didn't have to do all that shit, and you know they've paid the price for it because they went from being. 20 million viewers back in season four um, over the course of a week and now they have like five. They've lost three quarters of their viewership. Five whole viewers. So five million. But you know, so... (laughs) Three of us here. Three of us here. And the two people that are listening to this. They've paid the price for it um, and they'll look back on this. I I generally believe they'll look back on that Glenn Dumpster fire mainly and the end of season six. Yeah. Those two moments. Oh, that, um, that to me was the worst one. No, yeah. When they look back on both of those moments, they'll know, and that was in the same season. <laughs> that, that, you know, that's the bad thing. They're right? three in like the mid season yeah. as well. They, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so they just word. need to, they need to understand what they did. So, um, and they do because they're obviously not making nowhere near as much money now. Yeah. Um, but it is a smart choice, and, and I understand why they're doing it because if they did it with Rick and it turned out to not be a zombie gut arrow and Rick didn't get infected and survived while everyone else did, then mm. obviously. You know, would cause huge furore, and and, yeah. and would it be worthwhile? <gasps> no, yeah, okay. I but, I completely take your point, and I agree with um, you. They can't do it because it's show suicide again. Yeah. yeah, it's a shame because actually, I'd quite like them to align with the comics a bit more. But you know, I get why they've done it. Yeah. But um, while we're talking about Tara, there's some interesting uh, kind of about face or about turn with with Tara's opinion on Dwight in this episode and and, and Daryl's yeah. perspective. Too uh, much. Not a fan well, of that. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, because we didn't really have a scene. Like, I know we witnessed Tara <laughs> see him lead the saviors away from them in Swamp Town, but ever since then we haven't really haven't really had any dialogue from her where she sort of defended Dwight or had yeah. the opportunity to. So that now, was only now two to be, episodes ago. But, but she's not even like considering the fact that he might be a turncoat. Mm. She's staunchly saying there's not a chance that he's a turncoat. I'm forgiving him for killing yeah. Denise. I mean, too come on. Much. You, too you, much. That's going to take time. At this stage, all you need to realise is but, he's a useful bargaining chip in the war. Like he's a and, useful and, uh, Yeah, and this is, what, this is what I'm saying with Rick. Like this is why I like the fact that He's not just turned around and gone, all right, fair enough, Carl. I'll, I'll call like peace talks or whatever. Yeah, we'll, we'll, hold, right? we'll get the accords going. Yeah, we'll yeah. get the peace accords yeah, signed and that'll be stupid. it. Stupid. The saviour peace accords. That, that, like, that annoyed me. I, I felt like I'd missed something. 
No, at that point, you haven't missed anything. There's it's no just football it, in the background. No, it's just shoehorned. I, in, yeah, but I just felt like I'd missed something. Yeah, uh, and it wasn't me. It was them. They just rushed it. I think they are trying to rush it. Though. They're trying to move it along, and they're trying to turn things around and make Daryl's perspective on on Dwight so much more harsh yeah, but... or so much harsher by using Tara as mm. as a tool to turn yeah. it around. Which, and I I don't disagree. It's it's not well done. I'll be honest. Mm. It's not Alana Masterson's fault. Uh, but it isn't very well written. Um, well, yeah, it's not uh, first time. Yeah, but they had to get around to it eventually, didn't they? They had to get her to mention, you know, the fact that she she basically was a Dwight with the governor, and she moved over to Rick's right, side. Thank but you. If, uh, Fucking hell, that is a useful piece of dialogue, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. But she should have been saying that in the swamp episode. Yeah, oh, so she... at the end of the swamp episode, yes. just be like, just wait a minute. I was actually with the governor, and I was going to kill all of you in a prison. Take your home where you had ch- women and children and everything there. And yeah. if it wasn't for Maggie and Glenn taking me in after the death of the governor's clan, mm. then I would. You know, she was on the wrong side. Yeah. So it, it's just about. Thank you for getting in there. Thank you for at well, least put, acknowledging the fact that that is a thing and she understands you are, it. You are right. It would have been better in that episode it would have closed that mm. chapter yeah that chapter off yeah. yeah even like just in a conversation at the end with rosita where she's just like yes. you know uh are you all right blah 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 and she might she might just be like he's had to go like he he saved me there despite the fact that i was trying to kill him yeah he he put himself in the line of fire and he didn't expose me when he could have done. Yeah. Raise it then. Yeah. Don't say nothing and then just suddenly he's like, oh, no, he's all right. It's it, like... Yeah, it, it was too seemed, far the other yeah, way. And give, forgiving for Denise, I think, is a bit much at this stage. I think that would yeah. take years, which is, you know... Yeah. That's a normal human thing. She could just tolerate well, I mean, yeah. What, yeah, what she should have said was, I'll never forgive him for that. Yeah, that's a, but, that, that's a correct line. Yeah, I'll never forgive him for that, yeah. but, but I won't kill him for it. Yeah, yeah but exactly. I understand, I, and I understand his perspective now because I've been there and I've been that person. But why don't we talk about the aftermath of the actual battle um, at Hilltop where we... We think we've done all right, to be honest. And there's a Yay! really, it's a lovely, tender moment between Carol and Tobin. Oh, cookies, love. And yeah, what, um, was, what was the line he said? Uh, if I thought um, getting stabbed uh, would get your attention, I'd have done it years ago. So, uh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Except what he meant was about <coughs> three weeks ago. Yeah, because actually no, no time has elapsed <laughs> uh, since season Well five. done, Tobin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, great line. Uh, I'm Glad. still not really sure. Whether Carol meant any of that, but um, well, why are you having a go at him? I'm having a go at Tobin. No, but you're making it seem like he's shit again now. No, I'm having a go at Carol. He was. Oh, right. I love Tobin. He was great. Look, she loves herself a bit of Tobin. Hey, every woman's got needs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. What? Why have I agreed with that? Um. Anyway, so um, we've got this lovely tender conversation where Carol, you know, opens herself up a little bit, and and Tobin oh! goes right in there. <laughs> Right in there. I missed that. Um, and then, you know, everyone everyone goes to sleep in the hallways of the big mansion at the hilltop. They leave the front door open. Then Brilliant. what happens? Brilliant decisions. Yeah. So you've just had a big <clears throat> battle. Loads of people try to kill you. You all fall asleep in the hallways. No one's standing guard. Leave the front door open. What? Yeah, let's just... Right. So let's, Can we just address we, that, let, please? Let's list. Let's just do a quick list there of is all, all of the tactical errors here. <laughs> Let's just make a quick list and then we'll forgive them all. Okay, number one, number tie one, down the wounded. Number one, tie down the wounded because we all know and everyone knows they you turn if you just have a heart attack or whatever, you just you, you turn into a zombie. You turn. So you've got to have people 
pretty much under lock and key, you know. Yeah, or um, even just under watch. We know there's a refugee sort of situation going on here. People sleeping literally everywhere. Close the door. You know, it's just common sense. Close the door. Close the door. <laughs> Number three, who's watching the prisoners? No like, one. There should be at least two or three guards ro- on rotational shifts watching those guys. Because let's face it, the cage doesn't look that sturdy. <laughs> you could <laughs> probably really. push it over. You know, all, Even Gregory of, all of these things. It's just absolute insanity. Uh, next lesson, don't give children giant guns. They didn't give it to him, he stole it. Well, lock them up then. Well, exactly right. But another tactical error. I mean, but let's forgive it all because at, in the end of the, at the end of the day, we get this amazing sort of Romero-esque, old school, terrible zombie Absolutely film brilliant. set piece, which is amazing. I was like watching this going, they're actually setting it up pretty well because they've got like candlelight and Maggie's going around chatting to all the wounded and you see everyone just laid Sat out. Nightingale. You, yeah, you see everyone just laid out and you're just like, right. It's going to be chaos in a minute, and you're you're thinking Tobin's going to turn. Mm. You know that guy who chatted to Maggie. I didn't think Tobin was going to turn first, and I loved that. I loved it so much. He was just bloody disgustingly great. I Mm. really enjoyed it. Yeah, and he's massive. Yeah, which is another. And we were having a conversation uh, pre-podcast, and uh, we were discussing the fact that the reason, you know, at this point in the zombie apocalypse, most of the walkers they come across are horribly decomposed. They might have been walking around for like two years or whatever. Yeah. And the great thing about, well, when Fear the Walking Dead came back out and when you go back to season one of The Walking Dead is that these walkers are stronger. They just turned, mm. right? So they're, then their flesh isn't falling off. They're able to <laughs> they're, they're able to overpower. Um, you can still tell if they're a man or a woman. You can still tell if they're a man or a woman when they're naked. Droob. Um, so yeah, so it would be a challenge to kill someone like Tobin, who is like six foot five, a massive guy who's mm. just turned into a zombie. If you're like, I was surprised that Carol dispatched him. To be honest with you, yeah. well, so we've talked about Carol's fate in the comics uh, before, have we not on this podcast? Yeah, we have discussed her. Uh, so in that I- that moment where she was about to go and kill Tobin, I genuinely thought she's going to be like, "No, oh, I'm no, in no, love no, with no, you, kissy, yeah. kissy." Ah! That yeah. would have been mental. Um, I thought it'd be great. I thought it'd be great, but I don't want to Ca- see. I don't see Carol go. Carol's a very different character in the comics. Oh, I've got yeah. To say. oh yeah. I can't and, get my head around it at this but, point. Yeah, but I think the great thing is this. This is where the show has excelled because they've made Carol into She's a terrible character in the comics. Yes, Look, she I, is. I, can't, I can't believe it. Like yeah. my my favorite, and this isn't a spoiler, is it? This isn't a spoiler. No, because it's like for... episode twenty of the comic. Or yeah, something. yeah. So uh, her and Tyrese, they're a thing. Yeah, and uh, she gets upset. I mean, at this this point, she's had a bit of a breakdown, and she's got off with Laurie, who's like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's weird. Uh, well. That's weird. Love um, it. I love this one. Gets with Tyrese, so sleeping with him. Michonne's turned up. Michonne gives Tyrese a blowjob. <laughs> Carol sees it, and then gives Tyrese a blowjob. Tyrese is like, He's loving what are you it. doing? He's uh, loving it. No, he says to Carol. Yeah. No, he loves the first one. No, I know, yeah. But with this one, he's like, what are you doing? You don't, you don't have to do that. And she just bursts into tears. She then tries to kill herself. Um, Rick finds her, or someone finds her. They manage to save her life. She then tries to get off with Rick. I'm like, what is wrong with her? <laughs> and this is all before she falls in love with a zombie and then well, dies yeah, so, because now it's a zombie. I, now I can see her how her character would go off the rails. Yeah, yeah. Like, in the space of about 30 minutes, I've seen her get off with multiple people or attempt to with them go, what is your problem? Yeah. Um... And can you imagine, <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not a woman, 
So I, I don't know what the feelings of women are, unfortunately. I thought we were going, I don't know what rejection um, is. But <laughs> rejection, did you say? Yeah, exactly. So I don't know what rejection proven. is. Uh, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. And the, it's, the, it's the way... difference in characters is bizarre. Yeah, and it's a way that the show's excelled. It's made Carol a very interesting character. And well yeah. done, Amy. Well it would be bloody hilarious if they went back and did it like the comics. I, it, it would be like a comedy. I, I'm pissing myself <laughs> every episode. <laughs> Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. Mean, it, it's very dark. Still. <clears throat> um, it's darker, mate. Yeah, very dark. Oh, it sounds like it. It anyway. sounds like a fucking like sexy So there nightmare. you go. But you know, little little glimpse into what could have been for Carol. Oh, um, Carol! If only. What made me laugh about Tobin? Uh, so, I mean, the initial stuff is just so like hacky that I like it. This random guy going, "Oh, are you okay?" Oh, I'm just gonna walk out of this door. <laughs> like Tobin just comes out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> like, like even the way he moved, he was, he was just an extra. Yeah, he was, he was an extra. That I mean, he's done some things to get them lines. Yeah, uh, we know what Hollywood is like, but he's got those lines. He's dead now. You then get this random woman who's really annoying. That old woman, that stupid doctor. Yeah, who's yeah. come out of nowhere. Oh come my out of God. nowhere. Sadiq, you know nothing. What the fuck? Who are you? Yeah. Why are they panicking about doctor, getting Dr. Carson back to yeah. Maggie when you've, this got, random doctor? when you've got 80s woman doctor in there? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> she's knocking about and then opens the door, sees blood everywhere and is like, huh? <laughs> and then, it's like Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Huh? And then suddenly you've got Tobin who again is like six foot five. He's a big guy, a zombie somehow sneaks up on her and kills her. I'm like, oh my word. You've got to be kidding me. This so, is ridiculous. So, there's the, a part of me that really loves the fact that what he's doing is he's killing people by biting their necks and it's almost like he's had this conversation with sexual. Carol, remembered what it was like very to be sexual, sexy and yeah. in love and is yeah. now just trying to sexy eat everyone but, else. But for I, him, you've got to think, the neck is probably uh, the most attainable area for him because he's probably very most tall. Probably most convenient. Very tall, true, yeah. very tall. Fair. Just bite the top of their heads. Yeah, well, that, that would but be good. I, I didn't think anything could be more ridiculous than that. Until and then <laughs> you cut to this zombie who's just like, just like making all the noise in the world. Like, we're not talking about people in rooms. There are people on the floor. Is this the one that fell down the stairs? That falls down the stairs. He fell down the stairs. He's, a, he's still a man. It was he like shitloads of noise falling down the stairs. Have you seen... No um, one wakes up. He then somehow gets to his feet. Wanders over and he just starts eating people. What's wrong with these people? How are they not hearing this? I'm loving it, mate, because like you're saying, just talking about it now is hilarious. Watching it, I was like, this is hilarious. Fucking hilarious. Even better is after this guy goes tumbling down the stairs. (laughs) Like that, yeah. Um, Is that you look, he he sort of looks up, stands up, and then you pan to the open door and all the other zombies come in. (laughs) And it's like. What? What has happened here? They said, meet here at 2am. <laughs> I'll Absolutely leave the door open. ridiculous. Oh, yeah, ridiculous. it is. Just like that, isn't it? It's so funny. I'll leave the door I, mean, I loved it. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, Speechless. One of my favourite zombie set pieces the show's <laughs> ever people done. People have been eaten yeah. by the time that someone's like, turning on a light going, hey, what's going on? Yeah. It's just like, what do you mean? Yeah. Everyone's eating everyone. Everyone's dead. Come on. I'm looking. Anyway. as well. We're talking about a group that's just been attacked on the same day by another group I'd be on edge as fuck I wouldn't yeah. be I wouldn't like, be sleeping yeah I wouldn't be asleep you yeah. kidding me no? yeah oh my word fucking mental so good well a- as is hilarious. said yeah. 
as is said at the, after this point in the aftermath of this, um, you know, he has his work, has us working for him again, killing our own. I believe mm. it's Maggie that says that yeah. about Negan. And actually, it's not the first time that he's managed to get them all to, you know, kill each other. I, I thought it was fucking fantastic. It was ridiculous, but it was great. It was mental. It was yeah. like, uh, yeah. yeah. Embrace that. Do more of it, please. I don't care yeah, if it's stupid. I mean, Look, we're having a good fun talking about it. If it's not going to mm. make sense, just you make know, it fun. I don't watch the Night of the Living Dead trilogy and sit there and go, this isn't fucking stupid. <laughs> I sit there and go, this is fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, what's going on out here? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> speechless. <laughs> oh, so we're going to now talk about what's happening at the same time. This little moron. Oh, so I've got a whole section of this podcast that is entitled Homicidal Henry. Yeah, that's what we, uh, that's is that what we you call want to him. Talk about? Shall we talk His about... His stock has fallen massively. Yeah, the adventures, the crazy adventures of Homicidal Henry and the 38 saviour prisoners plus Gregory. What a wanker. Um, Gregory is still a wanker. There was a moment where I thought no. he'd grown a conscience. No, he's fine. I... Oh, no, I mean, he's still a wanker. Homicidal Henry's right. a like fucking him, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, how did he get a gun? Why is he open the gate? What is his problem? And why is he so fucking homicidal? Well, uh, and I think this is the moment where we need to praise shows like Game of Thrones, like Stranger Things. <laughs> the Game of Thrones. You sit there, you got to pra- you got to praise those shows because casting kids is hard work. It is hard work. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard work. And and I have to say, this show, apart from Carl, who grew with the show and. Obviously, was terrible when he started, but got much better. Um, <laughs> it wasn't oh, terrible. Kid a no, break. but like, come on, man. Who's in your casting department? They must have seen one kid, and they've just gone, "Yeah, he'll do. He'll do. He'll do." Mental. You know, like Game of Thrones went through like hundreds of kids. Get the fuck, <laughs> fucking that. Not in that way. <laughs> not in your way, John. You just fucking... who even thinks that? Weinstein was the uh, was the yeah. uh, producer. It wasn't Hollywood. <laughs> the kid that I couldn't even bother to look up his name, but the kid that plays homicide Henry, homicidal Henry, is not great. And the, no the part, shit. the part is <clears throat> shite. I just this is like just a repeat of Carol managing to kill stupid kids. It's not Carol's fault. But it's this not time. Carol's fault. But, but that, that's what she's. Ma- that's what it's making everyone think. It's okay, not her but fault. That, that moron kid uh, with the cookies. The um, the monster kid. We call yeah, the him. monster kid. Yeah. yeah. But he he was all right in terms of his acting. Yeah, he played scared kid fine. Yeah, you know, you you feel you feel for him. Recast him uh, as Henry. Why this not? kid. This kid is is. No, we never remember. Um, and I hope he's not listening. And to be honest, I I hate that we're saying that. Hopefully, he turns out to be a really good actor. Hey, mate, he's um, getting terrible dialogue. I'm not just putting this blame on him. No, it's not all his fault. I'm putting it on the writers. I'm putting it on the plot line. I'm putting it on everything. You should just let it be last week after Morgan said about Gavin and everything. Yeah. The reason they've done this prisoner escaping bullshit is because we'll talk about it in a minute. It's the preview for next week. <clears throat> they want an episode hunting down the prisoners. What's like, the fucking point? Leave but, them. But they, they need to fill the next couple of episodes. They can't, you know, they've made this, they've made storylines up. They've made the Negan Jadis thing up just to delay well, him coming back to see Rick. I and, mean, at this point, I disagree because I think that you've got one episode which is a bit of Jadis and Negan and Negan's backstory. We hope Negan's backstory. Hopefully. I think it's going to be Jadis's backstory. Oh my honest. God. Then you'll end up with Jadis, maybe. And then you got the finale, and that's it. We've only got three episodes left. Where the fuck has this kid gone? Where has he gone? Well, Any ideas? Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I hope he's dead. Not, not, the, <laughs> not, the, not the actor. <laughs> oh my God. Not the actor, but the, the, the character. Sorry. I can feel your anger. <laughs> I'm fucking speechless. 
Sorry. Absolutely fucking speechless. That is great. Um, however, I agree. <laughs> we all, we're all secretly nodding here as we laugh. Yeah, yes, that Good. kid is... Kill him. Good. <laughs> but then he'll, he'll just come back as a delusion for Morgan, won't he? Yeah. Delusional, yeah. homicidal Henry. Yeah. Well, at least as that one would resonate a bit more than well, Gavin. yeah. So. I want to talk very, very briefly about Sadiq. Oh, oh, come on! Very briefly, like, like literally sixty seconds. I've got a couple of things to say, Ooh. Lenny. If you keep making that face, I'm going to hit you. Yeah. Um, I actually thought it was quite good in this episode, and he and he did his best after being berated by random doctor woman. He's a good actor. No, he is really good. No, he's actually really good. no problem with him. Good character in the comics. Good character in the show. No problem with him. And he, well, so I wanted to ask you about him in the comics. We talked about that a little bit more, but he's actually, not, he's not part of the clan yet. Is he not? No, it takes. He's a. He's a far, so he's post all that war. Fine, yeah, post all that war. Oh, okay. Spoiler, Whoa, spoiler warning. Spoiler warning, in a way. Um, but the one thing that I want to mention about Sadiq, and, and he has been pivotal to a number of things in season eight in terms of the things that he said. Um, so first of all, when we first see Bloodshot Rick, he's he's quoting from um, from a, a prayer in the Quran. Mm. Yeah. Talking about. Let my mercy overcome my wrath yeah yeah well done Len yeah and uh, the title of this episode comes from a quote that Sadiq uh, talks to Rick about while he's trying to get him to talk about his grief before Rick loses shit um, do not send us astray after them which is a prayer for the dead yeah. and also the name of episode 13 yeah and I just thought it was worth mentioning mm. yeah and that maybe that is a hint about it's very good and that will probably lead us on nicely to the preview for next week uh, do Indeed. not do not send us after them astray or whatever the fuck you just said um, do not send us astray <laughs> after them i.e. the lost saviours <laughs> yeah so uh, that's what we're well going to be doing that's Great what we're going to the prisoners next week isn't it <laughs> Um, so okay let's talk about the trailer for next week uh, three main things here we've got Rick, Carol and Morgan going after the saviours um, mental couple of the ladies retrieving Eugene our bullet maker and then of course Jadis and Negan Yep. Um, seems like next week's going to be a bit of a continuation, bit of running around haplessly. But it's if we can keep up what's happened in the last couple of episodes, it could be quite fun. Hey, look, this half season is two or three times better than the fucking shit we were getting yeah, last half season. Honestly, I'd say five times. I'm actually looking forward. Like I wasn't after the sort of bad run we were on last half season. I wasn't looking forward to watching <clears> the show. The only reason I was looking forward to talking to you guys about it was to laugh at it, yep. which, you know, we were having great drunken nights chatting and whatever. But now I'm generally <laughs> looking forward to watching it. They're not funny. Sometimes I'm watching the episode twice, guys. What? I am watching the episode twice. No, I watched this week's episode that. twice. No. Um, so That's next cool. week, even though I, I, I think Chasing the Prisoners is stupid and all that stuff, I'm excited to see the Negan stuff, there even, you, you know, back at the trash pile. Could be a bit kind of like Benny Hillish. Yeah, I'm hoping know? that it's... look. There's a lot of action going on at the moment. It's funny and stupid and ridiculous. I'm liking it. And this season, this half season has been so much better. Yeah. Um, I can't believe Scott Gimple's been involved in it. Um, maybe he has, he's had a lesser role yeah. and that's why it's doing well. Um, you know, just can't wait for him to fucking leave. Um, and ruin Fear the Walking Dead next because, you know, that's what's going to happen to that. It's a shame. Ruining um, the shows. But yeah, much better. Looking forward to next week. Mm. Genuinely looking forward to it. Have you seen the one where Jadis goes into... The container. The container. That's and in it's the... like very nice. That's in what? That's in the trailer, isn't it? It is in the trailer. I don't know, is it? There's not a whole scene on it. There's just a... Oh, I can't remember. I've seen so much. Yeah. But yes, but she's got... Ne- uh... Negan tied up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on the side, in yeah. a little nice little Ikea 
room. Yeah. Um, she's got uh, Lucille. Yeah. So looks fine. Oh no, I haven't seen that. Yeah, that's well, interesting. I'm hoping that Lucille She's survived the burning. We discussed last week that it wouldn't probably survive that, but you know, it's a show. I, I want it to survive. Um, I want her, her. To, her sorry, uh, her. God, she's a lady. She's a lady. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Um, and yeah, the whole Jadis and Negan thing. You know, we put it out there on our social media channels, on various channels. Actually, had a really good response. Some very. Um, uh, let's just say imaginative responses that I got on Facebook. Um, so I'm looking forward to see if any of those come to fruition. Mm. Some things were very sexual that people were saying. Oh God! I had several people comment saying, uh, "No, I don't want to hear you it." Personally, no. To me, I I put a post on Facebook, a Walking Dead group, uh, yeah. our podcast podcast group, yeah. and uh, several responses were about blowjobs. Okay. That's They've read the comics. That's the second time blowjobs have come up in this conversation. Oh. And others about sex. So you know, you know, Jadis, Jadis wanted a piece of Rick, couldn't get Rick. Now she's going to move on to Negi. I mean, I would, to be honest. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, one of my favourite men in the world. Yeah. Apart from you uh, two, obviously. Anyway. Apart from us two. Anyway. Not men. That's episode thirteen. We've covered quite a lot of ground today. Uh, all I think thoroughly enjoyed this episode for various reasons, despite some niggles around uh, storyline dialogue and ridiculousness but overall pretty good fun quite gory um, and move the plot along which ultimately is what we all want right yeah yes. uh, next week's episode I believe it's called There's Got To Be Something I yeah. think or is, something yeah. along those lines There's Got To Be Something yeah. <clears throat> well which one is it which is a quote from Carl okay. uh, so lots of things to look forward to um, today I have been joined by John hey. Len. R.I.P. Tobin. And I've been your host, Emma. If you have enjoyed listening to this podcast, please do follow us on Instagram at fan underscore critical, Twitter at fancriticalpod. Look us up on our website, fancritical.com, or find us on iTunes and every other podcast app to download our content. We don't just cover The Walking Dead, we also talk about all other event films and great TV shows. Yeah, and yeah. subscribe. Just subscribe. Like if, That's the if, word I missed, if, wasn't it? Yeah, well, if you like yeah. it. Subscribe. Just subscribe, and then all the episodes just get downloaded automatically. You don't have to worry about it. You'll we, get a little notification. If you yeah. don't want to listen, you don't have to listen. That's if you it. do you want to listen, be, you do listen. Be lazy, entertained, uneducated all at once. Sometimes yeah. we watch great films like Blade Runner 2049. Uh, or Other times, what do we watch? We watch absolute garbage like Annihilation. Which, yeah. uh, which no, gar- <laughs> so see, see you later, everyone. No, <laughs> Annihilation, <laughs> five out of five. Blueberries. <laughs> wrong scale to be honest Um, but anyway thank you ever so much for listening and enjoying our content in this particular podcast and we hope that you tune in to the rest of our uh, podcasts on any medium that you can that we've just talked about thank you very much goodbye see ya see ya